from the Caribbean, and I'm a Christian boy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inspiration for Your Day. I'm your host, Nicole Georges Bennett, and I am with you for this next little while as we have this special podcast full of great Caribbean Afro gospel music for you, and of course, inspiration from the Word of God. My special guest today, TLC's very own financial expert, Capadeo Ramsaran. He's going to be talking to us about handling our finances God's way, even through a pandemic. So you definitely don't want to miss that. All this and more coming up in today's Inspiration for Your Day. lovely prayer that I'd like to share with you from uh, Debbie McDonald. Sorry, that's McDaniel. So let's just have a moment of calm, a moment of peace and reflection, and we thank the Lord for starting us off on this new day. Dear God, thank you for your amazing power and work in our lives and for your blessings over us. Thank you for your great love and care. Thank you for your sacrifice so that we might have freedom and life. Forgive us for when we don't thank you enough for who you are, for all that you do, for all that you've given. Help us to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh. Renew our spirits. Fill us with your peace and joy. We love you, Lord, and we need thee. We need you 
this day and every day. We give you praise and thanks for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for standing with me in prayer there as we dedicate this show to the Lord. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into the music in just a moment. Also have some features for you from Salvation Army's Heartbeat and that interview with Caps coming up a little later in the show. But right now we've got some messages to share with you. How is your TLC 123? Don't forget to call one person, text two people from TLC just to see how they're doing, Pray for three people from TLC every day. Let's be faithful to check up on each other, just like the Lord is faithful to us. Hey you, just wanted to shout out here and tell you guys to join the TLC youth meetings via Zoom on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. To get the Zoom ID, you can email the Lakeside Church at info at lakesidechurch.ca or text church at 647-501-5040. Again, you can text CHURCH at 647-501-5040. We're excited to see you guys. Of love in the dead of the night, and you tell me that you. 
It's who I am. I told you I'd have some good music for you, so I sure hope that you've been enjoying what we've been playing so far. My guest today, later on in the show, is Capadeo. I want to say thanks to him and also to Pastor Sarita for the wonderful job they've been doing leading prayer meetings on a Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. And that, of course, is on the Lakeside Church's website. I'm just going to get that up here. That's right. That's lakesidechurch.ca. And, of course, on Facebook, the Lakeside Church Toronto. So make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for this inspirational time of prayer and testimonies. It's just amazing what God has been doing in our lives as a church and individually um, over the last few months. So thank you again to Caps and Pastor Sarita for doing such a wonderful job leading it. And of course to Pastors Brian and Sabrina for letting their home be the stage and the platform for the prayer meetings. So we've got some more music coming up. If you are celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or just having a wonderful day, here's a song just for you.
So folks, don't forget to fill out your forms to register to attend service at the Lakeside Church on Sunday mornings at 10.30. Pastor Sabrina has sent out emails with the survey links so that you can respond and let her know how many people in your family will be attending services on Sunday. And if you have a business that you would like to promote to the TLC congregation, you can also fill out another survey link, which leads you to the business directory where you can list all of your business contact information. So lots of great things happening at TLC. We're going to keep on with the music. Salvation Army's Heartbeat coming up right after that. And then Capadeo Ramsaran right here on Inspiration for Your Day. To give you the glory, yes, Lord. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. My love, my life, it all belongs to you.
Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. It's exciting to watch a baby learn how to walk. Mom and dad watch with joy and concern as their child learns the balancing act of walking, which is kind of a wreck at the beginning. Fast forward to age two, and while the child isn't quite an expert, they have come a long way. There's some wobbling, but mom and dad no longer worry so much about a possible fall. And by four, that same kid is a little speeding bullet. Our Christian walk is like this. Like a toddler, we stumble, but we keep going, doing the things that help us grow. With each step forward, our footing grows steadier. As mature Christians, we need to show the same grace and patience to new believers as our Father has shown us. Remember, you too were once a toddler. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. And there we go, folks. I hope you've been enjoying the music so far. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, my special guest this week is the treasurer of TLC, as well as board member, Capadeo Ramsaran. And Caps, how are you? I am fine, thank you, Nicole. It's a pleasure to speak to you today. So we just had a little debate about the correct pronunciation for your name. And <laughs> I'm wondering how close did I come? <laughs> you came close, but, uh, you know, a lot of people have difficulty in pronouncing my name the way it should be pronounced. Uh, which is what? Um, in Trinidad, which is Capadeo. Ah. But people have difficulty pronouncing that. So when I came to this country, people start saying, because of the way it is spelled, they pronounce it that way, Capadeo. So... I'm okay with that, you know. Oh, okay, or caps for short. Sure, We're good. Yeah, well, a lot of people call me caps, or my client call me caps, people at work call me caps, so mm-hmm. that is fine. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, we're about to have a a brief but interesting discussion on finances. So let's start with something of the church's finances. Um, Praise God, I understand people have been diligent and consistent in their giving, even during these um, pandemic months. How is the building fund doing? How are we standing? Well, I'm really glad you mentioned that because people have really been obedient to God's word in, in giving. And uh, you know, during this time, that people, some people have laid off, got gotten laid off. Uh, some people have, um, you know, uh, reduced hours, etc. But with, with all of that, people are just faithful um, to, to, to the given. And they have not let up. In fact, generally speaking, people have given more than what they normally give. Really? Wow. Yeah. So talking about the building fund, um, when we first started this year, we had a building goal of 125000 and I tell you, we 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 above target. We above target. Wow! Right already. Now, <laughs> yeah, the target to date is forty two percent, but to date we have forty four percent of our building fund put aside of that one hundred twenty five thousand dollars that we have already achieved. And just to let you know, the source or the revenue of this building fund is from what we call Founders Fifty, uh, where people um, dedicated. In fact, we had seventy four members who said, I am going to give $50 per month for the rest of this year. And so far, we have 92% of people giving today, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And praise God for that. People have been giving faithfully towards this. The other source of this building fund is people who not committed any particular um, amount per month, but given, you know, as they feel necessary. And that is two envelopes given outside mm-hmm. of that. Then we have another source of what are called fundraisers. From time to time, we have special fundraisers for money for this building. And then finally, 
we put aside each month some money from our Titan offering towards this building. Because our goal is to find a home or a building by God's grace for the Lake Church. And those uh, four sources have gotten us today at uh, 44%, which is 2% above our target today. Which sounds fantastic, but I was hoping for some dollars and cents. Well, 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 let's say um, out of the $125,000, the date we have raised, and uh, this is as of the end of May, all right? Praise the Lord. That's wonderful news. So, folks, please make sure that you remain consistent and faithful in your giving. As you can see, we are are making good headway towards our target. And God willing, we will be in our new building sooner than later. So that's fantastic news, Caps. Thank you so much for sharing that. So as we move on, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about just the financial situation in general, and specifically with regards to what people are going through, as many people have had to stop work because either the businesses have shut down for the, the lockdown, or perhaps they've been laid off of their jobs or actually um, let go because the businesses weren't able to withstand the closure. Now you have people who are on the job hunt in an economy that has been severely damaged. There's probably a lot of fear as to where is the next dollar coming from. When you have a situation like that, in your opinion, what is the best way to sort of look at this problem and to tackle it from a spiritual perspective? You know, we have a lot to thank God for for this country of Canada, where we live. And um, what has happened here at this point in time, the government has stepped in to help those people um, who probably uh, lost their jobs, especially due to COVID-19, because of business closures, etc. At the same time, that is one, but the money which the government is, is, is contributing or helping people with is not adequate to meet one's need. Therefore, as, as a Christian, um, as a believer, and in general, um, we have to learn to adjust our needs to fit the money that's coming in. And therefore, many people have realized, hey, there are some things that we can do without, we, not, we cannot buy, and focus on those things that we actually need in order for us to make do and to live and to supply the needs of our family. So there have been many adjustments uh, people made or, or still doing in order to ensure that the income that they're getting from the government, those who have been laid off outright, is able to supply the needs. The others who are getting some money from the employer but not adequate, but the government is filling that gap. And it's, it's a good help. It's a good help. As you know, the government is giving um, $2,000 Per month, and that's going on for about four weeks. And recently, they have extended it to, to 24 weeks. Uh, it's a four weeks at a time, up to 16 weeks, and now they extend it to 24 weeks because they realize that this virus is continuing to happen. Now, you know, as you said, this is a stopgap, right? And it will stop at some point. The government will probably put an end to these type of payments. I don't think it's sustainable in the long term. So, when people try to, you know, maybe estimate, all right, Maybe this will continue for another few months. And then let's say by the fall, I'm going to have to really start figuring out how to meet my needs and, you know, um, pay my bills, that sort of thing. What are some of the, the strategies that you could recommend for dealing with financial planning? Well, first and foremost, you have to sit down 
I had to give family or to a spouse or by yourself and look at your budget. You have to really look at your finances. And one way really to manage your finances is to make a budget. And, and therefore, in that budgeting, you have to make sure that you don't spend more than what's coming in. For some people, that would be a huge adjustment. For others, it may be a minor, uh, a minor adjustment. And therefore, you have to look at, going forward, what is the family household potential income or what will that income be? Will that income be 50% of what we have been getting? Or would it be 25% or would it be 80% or 60%? And you really have to make a budget to adjust to that. And you have to stick to it. Stick to it. And, and that, that, that one, that's the best way to start. The other thing you see, buying things on credit mm. is a dangerous way to proceed going in the future. I know in this country, a lot of people use credit cards and buy things on credit. You have to keep away from that and make sure you stick within your means. And making a budget and sticking to it is very vital to this process in the future. Now, I know that the church has in the past offered financial um, advice, financial planning. Do, do you know or are you hopeful that there will be more such programs in the future? Absolutely. And we have done that before and we are willing to do that for the future. We are always open to do that. Just to let you know, prior to COVID-19, you know when you feel when when you when you feel comfortable, you're complacent. I don't think about these things unless it's taken away from you. In fact, only this morning I was thinking about this topic. You know, there's a saying which says, "You never miss the water until the well runs dry." Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening today. We take a lot of things for granted and never take stock of the fact that it could be taken away from us. And therefore. We have had these programs before, just to let you know, and not too many people showed interest. But I think now is the time when people are going to wake up and really show interest in these financial planning programs um, that we normally have to help people going forward. What sort of programs are you are you hoping to get off the ground? What would you like to see, ideally? Well, as I said before, um, this particular one, you see, Number one, starting for anyone, as I mentioned, is that, you know, reinforce, teach how to follow a budget, right? And stick into it. That is a number one, right? Number two, you look at your spending habits, right? And that's, that's also important and try to have control of that. But number three is look at saving. It's very important to save. Um, I've learned from a little boy. Never mind if you get 10 cents, you save a penny or one, or one cent of it. But that's a good habit to follow. And those things, it seems to be simple, but it is so simple that people don't follow them. And those, we can start from that basic part of financial planning to get off the ground. Then, of course, you can move to more advanced mm-hmm. about doing you know, um, RSPs and, and vacations and so on and so forth. But going back to the basics, at this point in time, is very important. Why? Because people have become complacent in the past and never stick to these, you know, simple habits. So it sounds as though you would be open to probably starting at maybe the the children's level. Some well, simple. It, yeah, um, you mean it, yeah, children's level. If you want to call that for adults. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I meant like actually starting children off with some very simple programs 
that they can grasp some of these basic concepts, you know, before it's too late, before, you know, as a teenager, they they suddenly get a credit card, you know, going walking through college. I remember my first day of university, there were no end of tables with all the different credit card companies basically handing out credit cards to international students who, like myself, had no clue really what we were getting into. So I'm thinking it would have been very um, useful if as younger people we had been sort of warned about or taught at least about credit and you know how to use it effectively and how it can impact your your future you, you know what you, you hit the nail on the head and uh, sometimes uh, as a financial planner i think about this and i'm wondering why is it uh, in fact to my knowledge as far as i know that such things are not taught at school and this should be taught at a very early age. They talk about so many topics to teach children about life, etc. But I, I haven't he- heard them talking about teaching kids about financial planning, about spending money, about paying for a budget, etc. Et at the school. That's where it should start. And yes, um, in, in this point in time, starting off with children is, is an excellent idea. Excellent idea. Too. It's a good place to start with children, but Given the situation that we're in now, what we call a desperate situation, adults need to know that too. Yes, absolutely. And um, perhaps also when we're through this emergency period, um, we could talk about investments as well at some point. Because I think that's something that a lot of Christians are probably a little confused about, you know, um, dealing with the stock market or should they be investing in things like the stock market? And if they, they do want to invest... How do they go about it? Yeah, handling the way that, that you know, that, that you know, uh, there's a word called greed when it comes to the to, to, to stock market and people don't really understand what, how these things work and that people just think about uh, the gains in it, the greed, in, the greed part of it, but don't think about, you know, the possibility of it's all involved risk and don't think about really risk when it really happens. And I got it, I'm glad that COVID-19 happened because a lot of my clients, I deal with clients every day, they are going through this period now. Hence the reason we are mandated to meet every single client and review what they call the risk tolerance. Hmm. Because uh, because when things are good, as I mentioned before, we become complacent, we think we can take on all this risk and invest in risky investments. But at a time like this, when market dipped rapidly during COVID-19, people get scared, they get worried, you know, they should be taking all this risk, etc. And so letting, uh, you know, advising people as to how to really understand this four-letter word called risk. Sometimes we take every day, but when it comes to your money, it's extremely important. Other people don't understand that. And sometimes they would listen to the news or, or listen to their friends. Mm-hmm. But a structured, a disciplined, a mapped-out approach is what needs to be done. And many people do not have that type of approach. You know, they don't have a proper financial plan in place. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think of all the friends that I've had who have embarked on different financial ventures based off of what other friends have said. And exactly. it's always ironic to me. I'm like, you look at your friend, are they in a better financial position than you? In most cases, not. You guys are all on the same level. So why would you do what they're doing when it's obviously not working for them? But I don't know. It's something about human nature. We, we just you know, seem to take advice from the people we like and not necessarily the people who are in the know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, a client came to me one day and he went, he went, he just came up from his dentist. And he said, just came up from his dentist and his dentist told me to do this about my money in investment. But 
he's a dentist. They take advice from his dentist. Yeah, but dentists are rich, man. <laughs> and no, and not my advice. You know about uh-huh. the investment. I, this is my job, but you have to listen to his, dent, uh, his dentist. So just come back to the point that people take advice from their friends, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know when you're looking at, at at these things, you have to take a holistic approach, not a piecemeal approach, because every one of us should look out at our entire financial picture, our entire life, and not do it bits and pieces here and there. Meaning, we must take, uh, you know, where do we want to go in life? It's a goal. We have to start. Where do we want to go? Where do we want to retire? What about education for our children? What about vacation? What about um, uh, want to buy a property? Anyone who has money or investing, they have some kind of goal in mind, but they haven't put it down in a holistic approach with respect to the entire financial picture. And that's where proper financial planning comes. That's where the preparation for financial plan comes into place. That you can. Prepare this plan for a financial life and change it and modify it as time goes along. And many people do not have a financial plan in this country. I should hope that we, as people who walk in the light and people who walk with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, that uh, we would listen to the experts such as yourself and make sure that we do have a plan that we've submitted to the Lord and that we are we're following. So, Caps, we're about to wrap up. I was just wondering if there's any message you'd like to leave with our members? I, I would say that everything that we do as Christians, we have to surrender it to the Lord first. We talk about money, we talk about a plan, but we should submit all of this to the Lord. You know, because everything that we do, our, our, our life, um, and the prayer meeting on Tuesday, we talk about submission and submitting ourselves to God. In the same way, we submit uh, our finances to God, our our plan to go and ask God for wisdom in, in in dealing with it, and always be always be cognizant, honor God with our tithes and offerings, honor God with our time, honor God with our families, honor God with, our, with the money that that is that the money that He gives us, the strength that He gives us, honor God. Any time, any time that we think that we can do it on our own. Any time that we think that all of our money to work for belongs to us, we are going to run into problems. I have personally experienced that in my life. I have learned my lesson. And I believe when we honor God, God going to see and prosper us because He's the one that directs our life, put our, put our life into His hands. And talking about, talking about giving, there's one verse here. It says, 2 Corinthians 9 7. You know, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And I want to underline, God loves a cheerful giver. So whenever, you know, there's a need and we give to God, God wants us to give it cheerfully. A lot of times when you examine even a Christian financial life um, in desperation, can get out of debt, etc., etc., and you look back, you realize that this person has not given to God what belongs to him. And that results in their situation at times. Thank you so much, Caps. Um, We really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us and um, for all of the hard work that you do on behalf of TLC and keeping us on the right financial track. I just want to say thank you also for being on the show today. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure.
And here we come to the end of another inspiration for your day. Thank you so much for having joined me. I am always blessed and honored to know that you are listening and really getting something out of the program. I hope that your heart is lifted, that your spirits are raised, and that you are focused on the Lord and His love for you. Don't forget, again, that you can tune in for live service on the Lakeside Church website, thelakesidechurch.ca. That's the Lakeside Church Toronto on Facebook, and that's 10.30 Sunday mornings. Youth Zoom meeting is on at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons, and the TLC prayer meeting is on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. You've been listening to Inspiration for Your Day. Have a great day, everybody, and God bless you, TLC. Sure, yeah.